0: Undoing the Common Podcast. This is Background Noise from Undoing, a podcast about entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs and by entrepreneurs. Life is messy. So are we. We keep the conversations real, raw, uncut and complete with all the background noise. If you've ever made a purchase because you believed in a brand's cause as much as you did its product, you may want to get your credit card ready for this episode as we speak with the founder of a company whose name says it all. Clothes with benefits. This is is Background Noise. Like so many entrepreneurs, Colton Mason's aha came by personal discovery of a missing Well, actually a couple of missings, both revolving around fitness. First, fitness apparel was dominated by expensive big brands, and second, there was a general inaccessibility to proper nutrition for promising athletes due to financial limitations. His goal was to stitch those needs into a singular clothing product, which when purchased provided multiple benefits. You probably get the connection. My talk with Colton took place as he was driving across town, so we had our share of glitches over a mobile Zoom signal. But don't worry, he had it set on audio only. But before we jump into that talk, I talked with my undoing partner, Mark Bobin over another Zoom call about what
1: Colton's story meant to him. The word benefit is always something that, you know, arouses my attention whenever I think about marketing, because it's one of the terms that I get my students to think about quite a bit. A lot of what gets communicated in marketing is benefits. If you're doing it right, if you just say, I have a product and you do this, you eat it, you wear it, whatever it might be. But if you can think about benefits from the perspective of a solution to a problem and you're solving people's problems, then that's really where you want to be. So when you hear clothing with benefits, you initially think, okay, well, what benefits do you get with clothing? Obviously protection from the elements and all the basic stuff, but then you can see that built into the DNA of what he wanted to do was this idea of finding a problem to solve. And it was really based on how he grew up and the situation he was in and the feeling like companies could do a lot more. So that's really what came across to me. What, what struck you?
0: So there's the benefit of the clothing itself, which you alluded to the benefit of feeling good about yourself and your purchase, because some of it goes toward um, those that can't afford proper nutrition and who are, on a trajectory to excel in sports. And the third one is, and it's kind of hidden, and you, this is one of the problems I think that entrepreneurs run the risk of when they're trying to do so much and they're bootstrapping and everything else. And it's it's just part of their DNA. But that third benefit is the deals that members get on partner companies. So he's, he's partnered with a lot of health and fitness oriented companies. And with purchases, you become a member and with membership, you um, you can kind of use this virtual card to get discounts from some of these other vendors. So he's, you know, as a as a startup with an idea, he's forging ahead with it. I liked the tenacity. I certainly liked the citizenship that he says at the end. There's always a reason to give back, and there's never reason not to give
1: back. Yeah, and I think you know the what you see from what he's trying to do is to build his product lines to build his brand to build upon his idea and i think very much it will become that triple bottom line social entrepreneurship thing that will form the core of what he is and then around it will come other things so it might continue to be closed it might become other things so as he sort of explores what he gets from doing this and i think a lot of it you can tell from listening to him is that giving back is that helping the frontline workers that are needing the help right now is helping the you know youth get more involved in sports or whatever it is so it probably to me the dna the core the core product layer if you'll call it as a marketing term is that idea of the benefit of that triple bottom line focused on being a good social citizen and then from there he will just build from there so it's interesting to see him at this early layer i think if we come back to him In future years, you will see those outer layers having been built, but not from the core of clothing, but from the core of this idea of being a social citizen. What can you do? How can you give?
0: We had an interesting conversation in substance, but also in quality. He was driving from Southeast Calgary to Airdrie. So we had all kinds of glitchiness, but otherwise it was a drive across Calgary with Colton. Shall we hit the play button? Let's have a listen. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can now, yay!
2: Okay, perfect, we gotta figure it out. Uh, So my name is Colton, Uh, I'm the founder of Clothes Benefits. What we do is offer athletic apparel uh, with 5% of sales going back to young athletes from low-income families. Uh, And then every purchase comes with a member card uh, that gives you access to exclusive discounts at a ton of local businesses, mostly based around the fitness industry, including places like Orange Theory Fitness, Turks Nutrition, uh, places like
0: that. Close with benefits. The name certainly speaks to the mission. How did it start?
2: I always wanted to start an apparel company, but I really wanted to be able to differentiate myself and so I was thinking that it would be really cool if, with your purchase, you got kind of a membership with discounts to places. And so I was like, let's just not call it just another apparel company. Let's call it Close the Benefits, because then it really kind of tells you exactly what it is. And then the second part of it, giving back to the young athletes from low-income families, uh, came from my personal story. I grew up in a not well-off family, and In junior high, high school, I started to become more of an athlete. Not that I was an all-star athlete or anything, but uh, I often think back to if I could have had the proper nutrition, um, maybe my athletic career would have gone differently. Don't get me wrong. I had everything that I needed growing up. I just mean, generally, athletes need to eat better because they're putting their body through the training, uh, through the games, through the workouts, you know, and so... I, yeah, I just often think about the difference that that could have made and people really forget how important nutrition is, uh, especially when kids are kind of at that peak development stage where they're either going to become a really good athlete or just kind of do it recreationally. And so, yeah, I wanted to be able to give back and make a difference in those kids' lives.
0: So it sounds like you're on as much of an information mission as you are in a donation mission. You, you mentioned there a couple of things, which still in this day and age of dietitians and fitness experts, there is still a general ignorance or um, unawareness of how much nutrition and the right nutrition can inform the success of an athlete.
2: Yeah, definitely. And like even in university, I was on the University of Calgary rowing team and because we were a club sport, we didn't have access to the things that all of uh, like the actual sports teams have, like the dietitians and meal plans and such. And I often think that we could have been a much better team if we were eating properly, you know. And I like now I'm a fitness competitor myself. So I've kind of really learned more about nutrition and the importance of it that I definitely didn't know back then. And there's so much to learn. Yeah, I just feel that people need to be more informed about it as well. And even the parents of these kids that are excelling at their sports don't necessarily know that they should be eating differently than the other kids. Or even if they do know, it's just not possible because the income isn't there. And the reality of it is that eating healthy is more expensive than eating junk food. Like you walk into Walmart and you see the bag of chips for 97 cents. And then you see, say a salad for $5, you know, and that's something that I think is also very wrong as well, but that's not something that I have an effect on. But, uh, what I can do is make it more accessible for those kids from low income families.
0: You mentioned that you always wanted to start an apparel brand. And so I see that merging with your passion for fitness and healthy eating. But wouldn't it have just been easier to start a food company or to just start a an agency or an organization, uh, a fitness consultation service, for lack of a better term? This clothing thing is, is a lot of heavy lifting, which I want you to tell us about. But why was it so important that these messages came through the product of fitness apparel?
2: You know, I just kind of like had a passion for it, and I figured – if I could combine two things that I wanted to do, why not do that? And also kind of along with it, it's not really our differentiating factor, but I've always thought that like workout apparel from the online brands like Gymshark, Alphalete, uh, those brands were always very expensive. And so what I've kind of done is made them less expensive as well. So our price points, are definitely more affordable than the other big brands and I intend to keep it that way because yeah like personally I'm in the gym five six days a week I always want new gym clothes but they're super expensive even if you go to sport check um, and you want a pair of joggers or a hoodie you're looking at say 70 to 100 and so that's kind of why I went with the apparel direction as
0: well I was looking at your at your site, um, your product line seems to be uh, fairly basic for now. I'm assuming that there's there's growth of the width of your product line and depth as well. But right now you seem to have kind of the most important basis covered. And in fact, you ha- even have an item there that has been sold out. The, the one item that I was looking at particularly, the, um, the shorts for the summer season are sold out. When are you going to get more of those in stock?
2: Yeah, uh, so those will actually be restocked this week. And the reason that right now we just kind of have the basic products is because with a startup, there's a certain budget, right? And so definitely the growth will come and more products will become available, uh, like our tank tops, uh, compression tees. Those are all being launched very soon as well. But uh, yeah, as with any startup, had to start with the basics and kind of grow from there.
0: Minimal viable product. That's what it's all about.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the reason that the woman's selection uh, is a little bit more as well is because girls generally want more diversity in
0: their clothing. <laughs> Very diplomatically and gingerly put. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let, talk about the clothing itself because I think it's easy in this kind of model for the, the, the article of clothing itself to get lost. You think of Tom's or Tentree, a lot of these corporate the, – corporate social responsibility companies whose mission is to help others using clothing as, um, as a lever. What about your clothing, aside from price, makes it different or special or the kind of clothing that your target market would want to buy and wear?
2: Well, aside from the uh, discounts that you're getting based in the fitness industry, uh, which is awesome for our target market. All of the clothing is tested by me and by the other Closet Benefits athletes who are all national level uh, fitness competitors. So you know that it's being tested by people that are actually uh, working out vigorously in the gym for, you know, hour and a half, two hours. And so you know that what you're getting is a tested product and that it's actually good. It's easy for anybody to say they're going to start a workout brand, right? but it's also easy for the quality to go down the drain. So yeah, that's something that I've really focused on as well is actually bringing that quality that I'm willing to work out in five, six
0: days a week. It's amazing that you can do that and have such low price points. I was noticing that as well, like uh, 55 bucks for a pair of joggers. I mean, that's half the price that you would pay for something from Nike or Under Armour or something like that. So kudos to you for, for doing that. Is there a, is there a secret code that the rest of us aren't aware of that you're able to do that? I mean, clearly the Walmarts of the world are able to do that too. But <laughs> what are you doing to to be able to reduce your costs and still provide a, a decent quality product?
2: Like the products are manufactured overseas. But the thing is, that I've actually gone through a couple different suppliers because I wanted to make sure that that quality was there. So, yeah, basically overseas manufacturing is less expensive at the end of the day, but it's all about finding the right supplier that can combine the lower costs with the quality.
1: And you're
0: giving up 5% of sales to, to helping those who need nutritional support, athletes in particular. So there must not be much left for you, uh, slim margins to begin with, and then giving up some at the end. Clearly, this is a mission-driven company, but it is a for-profit company. What sort of forecasts do you have and have you put in place personally to make this thing grow to the point where you are making enough money personally to sustain a living and then growing it into a company that can employ others and, you know, the the dream entrepreneurial pursuit? So
2: right now, because of the COVID-19 situation, there's not that much that I can really do out there in stores and such. Uh, When we first launched, because we only actually launched in January of this year, we are doing the pop-up shops uh, in some of our partner locations and other gyms. But can't do that right now because they're closed. So right now, uh, really pushing the social media aspect of it. One of our marketing paths is our brand ambassadors. And so really pushing that right now. Uh, In terms of growth, as soon as COVID-19 that situation kind of clears up and everything reopens. We're really going to be pushing the pop-up shops and the event uh, exhibitions. There's a lot of fitness expos as well that have been postponed um, because of that. And so I want to get in all of those because really the challenge is building a brand, right? With such a saturated market is getting out there, letting people know uh, the mission behind the brand and, because basically, if the product is good enough, people are gonna tell their friends, right? And so even if at an expo, I don't get much traction there, only a little bit, if those people tell their friends, and those friends each tell five people, that's how the brand is gonna grow, right? Haven't put very much money into marketing right now, again, just as a startup, limited budget, but in the future, definitely gonna grow across Canada, Right now, the discounts that you have access to are just Calgary-based. Well, I guess some of the online ones are uh, more widely available, but most of them are Calgary-based. And so what I really want to do is grow that to Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, uh, the bigger cities, and kind of grow from there. And then we were originally going to – so the 5% of sales to the young athletes That's a program that I was actually going to roll out into schools this year and present it to the kids and allow them to apply for it, kind of like a scholarship uh, scenario. And then we would work with the families on a case-by-case basis. But because schools are closed down now until next year, so we'll be rolling that out in September when the schools reopen. And I think that will generate a lot of growth as well because then people will really see the difference that is being made and you know kind of like five ten years down the road what I would like to see is a kid that has made it to the NFL or the NHL and he says this was possible because of closest benefits support you know that's kind of my dream that uh, that a kid is able to fulfill their potential because of the difference that I made.
0: Let's walk through that model, which I'm sure you've played out in your head and on paper and notepads and articulated to friends and family as you were developing this vision. And given that you just started in January, you probably haven't seen any validation of the idea, right? It might be out there in in kind of a beta form now, but it's just not long enough to have seen a singular athlete receive the benefits of the cut that your company diverts to nutrition for any one single person, but walk us through what that might look like. So, someone applies. Take a take my, one of my daughters, for instance, a 14-year-old athlete, or 10. They're both athletes, and um, and we were either unaware or unable to afford proper nutrition. And through your company and others like it, we, we've been made aware that the nutritional requirements they have to compete at a high level is more than, than our household can afford. So how would we sign up for this? How would we become involved? And how would we reap the benefits of what? It, how it's designed to work? And then how would we actually get it?
2: So the way that I have in my mind for it to work is when one of the kids applies, it, again, kind of similar to a scholarship, uh, they have to write an essay, what it would mean to them. They have to fill out some questions about their level of commitment to the sport. Um, and where they see a future with it because at the end of the day the commitment from them has to be there that they're putting in the work uh, if we're going to help them to make their dreams possible right and so yeah once their application is reviewed we would sit down with say your daughter and you and talk about the nutritional needs that aren't being met necessarily you know like say she's only eating three meals a day and she should be having five uh, before practice and after practice meal we would purchase those meals from fit kitchen so we've worked out a deal with them where we're actually going to purchase the meals from them because they're quality nutritious meals so we would purchase the meals for your daughter to fill in those gaps of her nutrition
0: so that's that's handy because it's a one-stop shop we've had fit kitchen on the program before and Um, have worked with Fit Kitchen in um, helping them with their strategy. But it's not a cheap product. (laughs) All respect to my buddy Jason and and friends, it's it's not extraordinarily pricey either. But how can you fund that through the proceeds of sales on your clothing? As opposed to having you, for instance, a nutrition guy and a fitness guy, roll a shopping cart through a grocery store, handpicking the proper things and then bringing fresh food over to a household that otherwise wouldn't use it? So I am
2: kind of exploring other options that are possible as well. Right now, this is the lane that I see working because we have worked out a deal with them. But it's fully possible that, like you said, I roll out and I get the uh, right products into their hands on my own. There's also the possibility in the future of actually bringing a dietitian on to... I guess, more precisely assess their uh, individual needs. But that'll definitely be in the future uh, with the growth of the company. But for right now, uh, that's just kind of the lane that Yeah. I
0: I like seen. I really like the idea with Fit Kitchen. It's a like-minded brand. They associate themselves with a lot of like-minded people. They've got brand ambassadors, as you do, and they've done the homework for you, right? So I get the synergies of that. That, they, that the time that you would take to do this yourself is saved. And that's built into the value proposition from Fit Kitchen. It's all there, clearly marked. So they've done a lot of that for you. So I get it. I, I love this essay idea as well. So it's not a free pass for anybody. You have to articulate in words why you deserve this. now. Is this platform open and available now through your website? Can people start applying for it?
2: Yeah. So on our website, under the menu options, there's a menu option that says CWB Young Athletes. Uh, And if you click that, it brings you to the application form and you can fill that out and submit it. So it is open right now, but the program itself, like even if the kids do apply right now, I won't be rolling it out until September. Uh, when the school year rolls around because that's when most of the like high school sports and stuff are starting anyways. And it allows us to get some more money in the bank for the program so that it's sustainable,
0: right? I'm looking at this application form now. It's fantastic. I, I love the idea. It's um, It's got meaning to it. How important is that to you that what you're doing has... Tangible meaning to it.
2: You know, it's probably the most important thing because, like, I, when we're growing up, we all have dreams, right? And a lot of them aren't going to come true, and a lot of them are kind of beyond our control. Because for a young athlete from a low-income family, I'll, like sometimes there's ways that, ways that they can break these barriers, but sometimes their athletic potential is limited by their parents' income. And that's not something that they have control of. Same as if, like, a kid wants to go to hockey camp, that's expensive. And sometimes the parents just can't afford it. Not that we're working directly with that, but sometimes there's just nothing within their control that they can do to change it. And so, if they want it bad enough and they're willing to uh, submit the application and, you know, kind of, really show what it's going to mean to them to help them meet their goals and their dreams, then that's huge to me. That's all that I want to do is be able to make a big difference in their lives.
0: Tell me about your ambassadors. What kinds of people are they and where can we find them?
2: There's six uh, ambassadors on board. You can find them on Instagram. Off the top of my head, I can't pull up all of their Instagrams.
0: Are they you, you mentioned that they're athletes as, as well? Are they amateur athletes? Are they professional athletes? Are they uh, gym rats who who ha- happen to have a, a, an obsession with fitness and nutrition? What kinds of people are they?
2: Yeah, so they're all uh, nationally qualified fitness competitors in one category or another you know, bodybuilding, uh, bikini, wellness, men's physique, one way or another. So they're all kind of getting to that top level of their sport. Few of them. I believe four out of six of them uh, are planning to do pro shows this year. And so not only is that great exposure for them, but that's great exposure for the brand. But yeah, and they're all just really amazing people that, you know, have been crushing their goals. Uh, They love the message behind the brand, giving back. And that's what's most important to me when I bring on an athlete to represent the company is that they really see the vision behind the brand and what we're doing. Like they don't just want to represent just another brand. You know, like most of them, they probably could have been signed on by Alphalee or Lululemon or Gymshark, but they were waiting for a brand that they see the value behind and that they actually want to represent. So that's really big to me.
0: So you're getting really niche here, Colton, which I, I love because it doesn't sound like you're trying to be the fitness apparel brand for everyone, but for that, that niche group who are pretty hardcore trainers who are fairly regular trainers uh, who want, they want a, a product to wear that is going to serve numerous purposes. It's going to last a long time. It's going to look good. It's going to feel good. It's going to breathe all those fabric language things. Would it be fair to say this isn't, you're not trying to be an athleisure brand such as Lululemon or Nike, making the kinds of things that people could wear to class as easily as they could wear to the gym or to cross training lessons?
2: Yes, and no, but then there's also the side of it where I would say a good majority of women and men actually are wearing just leggings or joggers uh, to class or just out and about, you know, I wear joggers just out and about. So I think that certain products will be purchased more by the regular, more hardcore gym junkies, but then just a regular pair of leggings, I think that's pretty open to everybody. And the men's stuff, like especially during summer, you know, we wear tank tops outside, we wear shorts. So it's not, necessarily closed off but kind of the way that we're targeting the market is more of that niche like you said especially through our brand ambassadors because a lot of people that follow them are fitness junkies but i wouldn't say that it's closed off to more athleisure
0: casual if i buy these performance shorts will i get a six pack like this ambassador <laughs> on instagram uh no guarantees come with the product <laughs> Of course, an age-old tactic by anyone who's ever made clothing, so we're not going to uh, scrutinize you for that. Just scrolling through your Instagram feed here, you've chosen ambassadors that certainly seem to look the brand and act the brand, doing all kinds of um, gravity-defying antics with weights and bands and things like that. And and you're also um, supporting healthcare workers as well during this crisis. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's big what uh, healthcare workers are doing right now, battling this. You know, they don't have a choice in the matter of whether they go to work or not. They have to go and take care of everybody that has this. And that can be really tough on them. So like a lot of the other local businesses are doing, uh, we wanted to give back to them 40% off. If they do want to get that discount, they can get in contact with us through a direct message on Instagram or send us an email. But yeah, and then we'll provide a a unique discount code for them for that 40% off. But yeah, we just wanted to give back.
0: One thing we've noticed even before COVID, certainly we at Undoing were well aware of it, being marketing instructors and doing our share of reading from pretty influential people, is the movement towards local consumerism and purchase decisions made because of that and also because people want to know who they're buying their products from. So fast forward to the COVID era, and we're seeing brands like Fit Kitchen and like others that we've featured on this program, Local Laundry, which is kind of in the same realm as you, a couple of coffee roasters, they're all in a way benefiting from localism. Is this something that you're kind of relying on as well that the community of calgary which is where you live and will begin is going to help support this vision of yours
2: you know as a e-commerce brand we have the ability to ship anywhere truthfully like because we just recently launched and it's not a brick and mortar store my brand hasn't really been affected by covid in a negative way anyways And so I think that those are the companies that are going to be more supported, especially after uh, the COVID-19 situation blows over.
0: What has been the biggest challenge for you with this startup?
2: Definitely dealing with suppliers, uh, you know, and just finding that quality that I wanted and with offshore manufacturing, uh, with the shipping times, that's actually been a challenge with the COVID-19 situation because there's way fewer flights going out. Shipping prices have gone up and so that's pretty crappy on my end but beyond my control and so but yeah definitely finding the right supplier that can do the shorter shipping times, can do the lower quantities for a startup uh, and
0: provide that quality. Certainly we're talking with that response at a at a strategic or or even a tactical level, but I'm trying to get to the the entrepreneurial challenges, the psychological challenges, the, the challenges of the voices in your head or maybe outside of your head by your friends and family saying, this is a stupid idea. Get a real job. What sort of challenges have you faced or demons have you fought in your head around doing something like this?
2: So before I started this, I had balanced a lot of ideas, um, other business ideas off of friends and family, and just kind of testing out what they thought, whether they thought they were good ideas, bad ideas. And finally, when I came up with this, I was getting a lot of positive feedback, like that's a great idea. And so I've actually had a lot of positive support from family and friends, and I guess the toughest thing though, as with any entrepreneurial journey, you want more sales to come in. You want things to pick up faster. You want the whole world to know you real quick, (laughs) but it doesn't happen that fast. Kind of learning that patience has been one of the tougher things because if I'm being honest, I'm not a very patient person. And so I would always like things to be quicker, but during this journey, it's not possible. And so I've had to learn that patience And just kind of calm my nerves like everything's going to pan out the way that you want it to. So just kind of battling the pressure that uh, everything's supposed to be done now.
0: How do you do that?
2: Uh, I do it. I read a lot of books that kind of help me to reaffirm that I'm on the right path. And positive affirmations I find really powerful. I do those on the daily just kind of affirming that. Yeah, I'm doing the right stuff. I'm doing as much as I can do. Uh, I'm working as hard as I can. All of it is going to pay off when kind of my dreams are realized.
0: And those dreams are lofty. You mentioned at the beginning of the interview that if 10 years from now, a kid uh, drafted to the NFL or um, (coughs) another child today who makes his or her way to an elite level could credit some of that success to your work would be like the biggest payoff. To that end, what words would you like people to, to use when describing you? Once you're, get, once you're known better, five months into your <laughs> journey, you know, you'll are. You, you look back on this as anyone else did that started a business in early 2020 and think, well, what was I thinking? Well, you didn't know uh, what was coming your way. But now you're in, entrenched in it and, and it's sort of point of no return, pedal to the metal. And, and you hope, and we hope that you come out of this with uh, a successful, thriving brand intact. What would, that, what would you like people to think of when they think of clothes with benefits? The name says it all, but what, how would you like people to describe you when you're not looking or listening?
2: Uh, you know, kind of as our uh, tagline says, uh, make a purchase, make a difference. I want people to correlate the brand with making a difference. And even if they don't understand right away what the difference is, if they were to say, go to our website and because they were curious what we were doing and and they could learn the difference that we're making. So yeah, that's what I want people to associate with us is make a purchase, make a difference that when you make a purchase from us, uh, you are making a difference in a young athlete from a low-income family.
0: Are you concerned with the comparisons that people would make once you get to a larger profile? Um, not that this is a negative thing, but, oh, close with benefits. They're the toms of athletic wear or the 10 tree of athletic wear. You know, you're not in an unprecedented space where you're making something as a vehicle toward a greater good. Would that bother you at all?
2: Uh, No, not at all. Like I think that the missions behind those companies are fantastic as well. Being compared to those or associated with those brands, I think would be really great because it kind of shows that we're doing what I wanted to do in the first place. And yeah, so I definitely wouldn't see that as a negative.
0: You are obviously converted to this space of corporate social responsibility (laughs) and it comes from an honest place, I can tell. Is this the way business has to go now? Can companies start up with just a product and not a cause, not a purpose? Or are those days gone? Is it now really truly a triple bottom line economy?
2: Um, You know, I think if the product is differentiated enough, they can, but I definitely think that the cause behind a product and a brand can be that differentiation or it can help. And I also think that if, you're starting a business and there is a way for you to give back, uh, you definitely should at the end of the day, you know, because if in the big picture, you know, you become a hundred million dollar company, what is the reason that you would not have given back? I think that there's always a reason to give back and never a reason not to.
0: Great way to end. Hey Colton, thanks for taking the time during your travels (laughs) across town to speak with us. (laughs) No worries. Thanks Dave. Colton Nason of Clothes with Benefits. In case you didn't catch the multiple benefits checked off with this product, customer benefits from affordability, durability, and style, added benefit of price discounts with partner brands, and uniquely a percentage of sales to educate and provide competitive level nutrition for underprivileged, high-performance athletes. You can make a difference when you make a purchase at clotheswithbenefits.com. Stay safe and healthy, and thanks for making us your background noise. It means a lot.